and all too often, you are just like them. <laughs> but you know what? They're part of the kingdom. By God's grace, you and I are a part of the kingdom. We push others out of the way all too often. We say mean-spirited things. Hopefully we later regret it. We elbow our way to get the front seat, except in church. <laughs> Kids get lost. I, I, I know what this is like. 20 years ago, I was still the pastor of this church and I'd had back surgery. And it was this time of the year we were getting ready to go to the Dominican Republic. And I brought somebody with me that I'd never brought before, Pastor Lubin Bosejur. I've talked about him, this wonderful evangelist. But I probably shouldn't have gone on the mission trip because of my back condition. But I really, really wanted to go. And John Power spoke a word of grace to me. He said, Pastor Bill, you know how you usually uh, join the construction team and you lug sand around and water and, and cement and all this kind of... Don't do that. Just follow Pastor Lubin around. And take, uh, take one of these old chairs, you know, aluminum chairs with you, and, and just sit down wherever he is and pray for him. Really? <laughs> that's all I have to do? <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's your job this year. Just, just pray for evangel, pray for, the, for Pastor Lupin. I did. We got to a village, and, and, and there, was a, there was a prayer tower. Uh, no, no, water tower. <laughs> a water tower putting um, water out into the rest of the village. And as we came, I, I said, Pastor Lubin, you see the tower up there? I'm going to sit under it in my chair. And, and, and as the water goes out into the rest of the village, just think of my prayers just going out into the village. He says, oh, I love that. He's called me his prayer tower ever since. <laughs> what a great idea. Sort of. Do you know what happens when a very white-skinned person like me sits by himself in a village with men, women, and children while the other teams are doing other... And this guy is up there on a, on a kind of a hill all by himself. Children are curious. Who's that guy? 
So there I am. I'm, I'm trying to pray. I'm, I'm trying to keep my commitments of, of earnest prayer, God, asking that God would bless the evangelism team, bless the medical team, bless the people of this Batay, help them to understand the gospel. And, and, and then here come these annoying children. <laughs> and I can't speak their language. I can't tell them that I'm doing something really important that they ought to leave. So I simply say something like, ma prie, I'm, I'm praying. That's Creole. And they don't go away. They don't, they don't get the hint. And so finally I did my best to kind of befriend them and then I finally got up and left and I walked around the village with the evangelism team. But in the afternoon, we had lunch, and in the afternoon, I got smarter. Close to the church, there was what I can only call an umbrella tree. About four feet high, and the branches just drooped down like a weeping willow tree. And so thick with branches that you can't really see under it. You know the rest of the story, don't you? <laughs> this blonde, white guy, as everybody was going off to their work, to the church, to, the, to be a part of the, the medical team and evangelism team went off, I snuck underneath the tree. This was great. I love being on site, praying for what's going on around me, and being out of sight. This was my, this had become my new prayer closet. And I was sitting there and I was earnestly praying. What I hadn't counted on was the dogs. <laughs> they sniffed me out surrounded the umbrella tree and were barking. They, yeah, like that. They, they didn't come in, they didn't come under. I wasn't worried about them, but it alerted the children as to where I was. <laughs> and so there I am praying, I'm praying with my eyes closed, and they start coming in under and joining me in my prayer closet. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I have a solution to this, right? Ignore them and they'll go away. Right? Wrong. They had nothing better to do than to figure out why this white guy was underneath a tree. And so... When I finally opened my eyes, realizing they weren't going anywhere, what I saw was a group of boys sitting in a circle, cross-legged, looking at me. I'm praying. I'm praying. Um, I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't say, hint, 
bug out. So I realized I had guests with me for the rest of the afternoon, unless I did something. So I said, est-ce que vous voulez moi prier pour Would you like me to pray for you? They enthusiastically nodded their heads. So I motioned to the one closest to me. Then I put my hand on his head and I prayed for him in English. And I prayed that God would help their parents to provide enough food so that they could grow up and be strong. I, I prayed that they would have schooling opportunities. I prayed for their health needs. I, and then I finally ended with, Bonjour, Benio. God bless you. Amen. And the little boy giggled and he, he ran out. Next. The next one came and I put my hand on his head and I prayed the same kind of prayer. Bonjour, Benio. Amen. And he giggled and he ran out and, and I did that eight times. <laughs> and when they're all gone, I sat there and I thought to myself, I may not have accomplished anything here, but I did have the opportunity to bless eight little boys. Jesus said, don't shoo them away. Bless them. Invite them to come. <laughs> Too often you are just like them. That's all we have. Children who try to act like grown-ups. Grown-ups who too often act like children. It's okay. That's all God has to work with. That's who we are. Of such is the kingdom of God. So, thank you, Gabrielle. Because you value the children, spend time with them, teach them, I love them. Thank you, Bill and Carol, for the time that you spend with one of the largest classes, groups in the church, who come early on Sunday morning when many of them would rather be sleeping in. You come, you teach, you give of yourself, you listen, you engage them in conversation, and you point them to Jesus. What a good day this is for us to be able to say, 
thank you. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your incredible patience with us, for loving us, for helping us, for understanding us, for loving us and our children and our children's children. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.
life, the ups and downs. Joy comes from a consistent and focused relationship with Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. I'm about to close out here. I'm going to turn it back over to Kathy, and she's going to... I don't know what she's going to do. <laughs> 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Aren't you? Do you know anyone who's living this level of life? Joy unspeakable. Full of joy. Do you know anyone? How do we live a focused life in Christ? Verse 14, and then I'm, I think I'm done. Kathy, is that okay? <laughs> John 15, verse 14. Watch this. You are my friends if you do what I command. God expects our obedience. He expects it. He doesn't just want us to obey. He demands that we obey. Wow. What kind of life are you living? It is a, is a life that counts. Is Jesus Christ the focus of your life? That means that everything you do centers around him. Everything. I'll close with this one sentence. Christianity, a Christian, disciple, follower of Jesus, is not a part-time life, a sometime life. It is not. It's an all-time life. It's a surrendered life. Giving up of self. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, that is the cry of our hearts this morning. Your people calling. In repentance, forgive us of our self-righteousness, of our pride, of our disobedience, a selfish life. That, Lord, we come before you this morning with one desire upon our hearts, and that's living a focused life in you and through you. Lord, I pray, and this is a bold prayer, whatever it takes, Lord, in the life of your people, professing Christians, your church, whatever it takes to bring us to our knees. and live 
a life centered on you. Put it before us, Lord. Put it before us. And in making that statement, I see one person. I see Jesus Christ. And then I see the power of the Holy Spirit working upon those that are within the sound of these words, this prayer, whether it be in this building or online. Specifically, people online. You're welcome in the house of the Lord. Don't make him a life of convenience. God is calling us to be one in Christ Jesus. So, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit moves within those that have been listening, those that have ears to hear. And the Holy Spirit moves them before your throne, on their knees, in repentance. and a desire to abide, to remain in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please stand, respond to how God has spoken to you this morning, whether you be here physically or you're visiting us online. There are people online that will respond to you in prayer, information giving. Whatever it may, you may need in your life this morning, you can find it in Christ Jesus. Kathy?